This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me, you not gonna do nothing, you are not above me, I bet you wish you was me, I know it, I know. What is poppin' everybody? And welcome back to another special episode of the Only Friends Podcast. Well, you know, it's me and my only friends, which includes my boy, Tortua. That's Brian Lamana, the Tortua. <laughs> what is poppin', everybody? What's happening? How's everybody doing today? Good, good. This is a subdued Conrad Open today. You know, we tried to switch it up. Yeah. Okay, respect. Right. We'll just see what was going on. I didn't want like to blow it. anybody's eardrums out. I didn't like it. I'll never do it again. <laughs> no, it was like it was like the golf edition. Maybe uh, maybe Liv is hiring and um, got yourself another gig. Ooh, that sounds good. Mm -hmm. You know, probably pay you a hundred million. I mean, that sounds fucking fair. Fair, Definitely honestly, fair. market market value fair. probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that sounds right. That's that's true. Mm -hmm. Burke, you hear that market value? I for one appreciated the open Conrad. <laughs> <laughs> Berkey wants the Conrad. Berkey wants the open to be like that. I actually should have cut to Berkey because he was doing like a little golf clap, like very. It was nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Yo, did you see some of these reports that are coming out now? Rory passed up a half a billion to go to live. What? Tiger passed up upwards of eight hundred. <laughs> eight hundred million. Hold on, Rory passed up a half a billion. <laughs> to protect the PGA brand. Oh, incredible. Here, here's what I don't follow. Uh, and again, like, I want to preface this with I don't really watch much golf outside of, you know, Sundays during a major to see the, the final stretch. But I mean, I would never guess these people can't be bought. For $500 million? Like, that's not their earning potential staying at the PGA, right? No, fuck no. No, but, you There's know, no some way. people, money's not the only uh, driving factor. Oh, Tiger Woods' money isn't the only driving factor. This guy's a high-integrity individual all of a sudden. I'm sure he's got enough. <laughs> you know how much extra I mean, pussy I, you can get with $750 million? <laughs> Honestly, I don't when think it comes, he would get any more. It's true. I don't. I don't. I think he's at max level, <laughs> max capacity. Like, like, yeah, it's not like he's not charged like you up. Add another like seven hundred fifty. Like what? Oh, like there's a few girls waiting up. Like, hmm. well, remember when he gets a, another quarter billion. I'm gonna go for him. But no, nah. That, that bear bear in mind, he lost a lot of his sponsorship money when oh, all that shit went. Yeah, out. I think he gained a lot of it back. And he was still so Did he rich. Yeah, <laughs> still so rich, and he's still. Yeah, no, yeah. no. I mean, nobody's nobody's debating whether or not the man yeah. is rich, right? He's and I mean, Rory rich. also is, you know, doing, doing just fine. Like, I think, I think there's, it's almost like, um, like, I don't know what Rory's financials look like. Like, I, I don't know if he has, you know, <laughs> 50 million, hundred million, maybe less, but I think maybe, you know, you get to that point where like my life is not going to change that much. Yeah. Like I'm already like have as more money than I could know what to do with so i'm not gonna like it's uh you know challenge my integrity it's not only yeah, that yeah, it's the um, almost the fact that like these a lot of these people like golf is like the old man classic right everybody like mm -hmm. they're very it's a very niche group yeah and i think that basically they grew up watching the pga like they grew up like this is this is the tour mm -hmm. and you know and they have some type of like loyalty to that's it. what i was saying the other day and you were telling me i was wrong and that Liv would just <laughs> pop up a random augusta somewhere no. in the middle of dubai hold on <laughs> i'm talking about players versus the watchers viewers we're to i'm talking players 
Well, yeah, but like those two things generally go hand in hand. There is no prestige if the audience doesn't perceive there to be. I mean, I just think that Liv could have put out a competing product, like was going to put out a competing product over time. And I, I think that they would put out a product, whether or to the degree at which it competed, I think is is where we we differ in our agree or in in our debate. Uh, I equated it. I was talking to Landon about it after the show, and I equated it to like the XFL and the NFL. Like, sure, the XFL could gain some traction, but it'll literally just never be the NFL. And the big reason why isn't even necessarily because NFL was first to market or they have all this history or anything like that. That stuff all helps. But the biggest, the biggest aspect of it is that they just have the television market cornered. Yeah. And no, it's impossible. No big network is going to pick right. up. Like an ABC, a CBS. A- yeah. I mean, they already tried this, right? I think it was... Um, when the XFL first launched, there, there's a big documentary about it on, on ESPN. I think it was the 30 for 30. Uh, I can't remember. It might have been Fox. I want to say it was Fox. That was the first network that came to my mind. It, yeah, it just but, seems like Fox right. just fits that. Exactly, exactly. It could have actually been NBC yeah, at the time. Right, because Fox already had football. Right, had so it actually might have been NBC at the yeah. time because it was before uh, Sunday Night Football mm-hmm. was a thing. Yeah. Um, and they, they were all in. I, I can't remember who the the... Um, network exec was but him and Vince McMahon were like very very close friends and they had done a ton of business in the past and he was just all in on the XFL oh it was Ted Turner right no 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 no, 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 no. are we sure no I'm not positive but I'm pretty confident that would that would have came to mind I'm almost positive with NBC but either way it it doesn't really matter it was a major network Mm -hmm. and they they tried to be the alternative to the NFL and invest heavily in it because they knew that television was was the path to do it but both sides ended up just like totally dropping the ball. The whole thing fucking collapsed yeah. and so, never stood a chance. So the reason why I see a difference here is because the talent. So when it comes to XFL and NFL, talent. Yo, you, know, you hating on, he hate me? He hate me. Fucking <laughs> Rob Smart, wow. baby? That's old school. Yep. He hate me, baby. Let's go. <laughs> what the fuck are you old talent talking about? This guy's talking about. Yo, he's running back. You know, he's, <laughs> no. he, he's saying on fucking touchdown Tommy, baby. No. Tommy Jeez. Maddox, MVP of the XFL. That's right. Do you not remember when the XFL came out? Where, no. like, you could, you didn't have to, like, have your last name on the back of your shirt. It you could, could have whatever, whatever you want. Yeah. And one oh. guy had, he hate me. He <laughs> on the back of his shirt. Rob Smart. Yeah. Yeah. But then he ended up going. Going to the NFL and actually I think the Giants. Career, right? I think the Giants picked him up for a year or two. Yeah, I think he played for a decent amount. I, mean, maybe I, I don't know for how long, yeah. but <laughs> it was it was honestly kind of like good. the end one tour yeah. where like you know one guy. Yeah, made, I can't remember if Maddox came to the NFL after XFL or if he went to XFL after he was done with the was Steelers. He XFL or Canadian League? I think he. I'm pretty sure he was the MVP of the XFL. Okay. Uh, Canadian was Flutie. He was he was the big one who made the transition. Also, uh, Jim Kelly. Yeah. Jim Kelly was originally drafted by the Bills, ironically. He's a, said, he's a local guy. Yeah, yeah. From uh, Western PA. He's he's from up near Catanning. In uh, I can't. It starts with an E. My stepdad was from there. I can't. He's from Butler. Not from Butler. It's no, it's all the know. same area, but yeah. uh, it starts with an E, and I can't remember the name of the town. It's very <laughs> tiny. My stepdad was from there. He was the claim to fame, but so, the, the irony was Kelly hated cold weather. Mm-hmm. So when Buffalo drafted him, he's like, I ain't fucking going there, man. <laughs> <laughs> I left Pittsburgh for Miami for a reason, and I ain't going back. So Tommy Maddox had a pretty um, 
Illustrious. A long moving around career. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Broncos, 92 to 93. Rams, 94. Giants, 95, 96. Falcons, 97. New Jersey Red Dogs in 2000 in the AFL. Oh. Um, That's the Arena Football League. Yep. That's maybe what he was 2001, about. he played for the Los Angeles Extreme there for the go. XFL. Won the MVP? Am I right about that? I'm unsure. Um, do, 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 XFL champion. Yep, you're right. Nice. Um, yep. And then he went to the Steelers from 2001 to 2005. And I, I want to be on record to say that I fucking hated this <laughs> man. I hated him with a passion. I hated this whole lineage of, of Neil O'Donnell derivatives. I hated Neil O'Donnell when he was there. That motherfucker mm-hmm. threw the Super Bowl. You can't tell me otherwise. I don't know what he was paid to throw those two picks to Brown. But, like, he was clearly paid off. I hate Jersey because of him, specifically because of him. I hated him. Uh, I hated Bubby Brister Bobby before Brister. him. They mm-hmm. all hate YouTube. I hated Mike Tom Graham. I hated Mike Tomzak after him. Mike to- oh, Ken Graham. Ken Remember Graham Ken- never really got any starts, though. Uh, yeah, he did. He started for like a whole year, man. No. It was a terrible I mean, year. Yeah, of course it was a terrible year. I blocked I think out they of made my the head. playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was saying. Blocked out of my head. The only reason why I think it's different is because the talent was going to live. Where the talent yeah. is not going to XFL. And, you're, you're right. And you're right could, about that. And when, sure. when there's so much money involved, it could have just created a divide. And they could have just put out a better product that eventually caught wind. Or, you know. that That's, yeah, I think that's the debatable thing, though, is specifically something like golf, which is relatively insulated. Mm-hmm. Um, how much does the talent pool out outshine the the actual overarching product right so in other words how much does having the number one golfer in the world as a part of your tour matter by comparison to just having the masters i mean for, so look at this from the from what i see from the pga's eyes right there was no talk about any um live pga merger, merger at all, right, right? no was, they were actually at war they were in, they were in court exactly very secretive now rory oh not rory um kopka which is a live golfer Comes yeah. out and wins a, a major. Yeah. Immediately, they merge. Uh, yeah, I think you, you might be reading I, a little I, bit. Listen, I'm, I'm reaching, but there is something there. <laughs> You're taking their best golfers. Like, Yeah, I, I'm not arguing that point. Um, it's just like, I don't I, know. All right, here's my counter argument. Uh, we don't know what the details of this deal are, uh-huh. but if do you think this merger still occurs? If Liv doesn't throw like billions of dollars at the PGA. So if there's some sort of negotiation where it's like, okay, we'll give you back all of your talent. We just want to be a title sponsor. And uh, in return, we'll give you back all of these guys that we paid hundreds of millions for. Do you think PGA would just be like, cool, that's all we really wanted? Um, yeah, I guess. I think that there's just like, nine figures getting tossed around i mean there is there's no doubt about that there's money being because thrown. at the end of the day pga still has the market cornered for tv and that's a billion dollar revenue generator what is so why do we think that live wants to be a title sponsor i, I don't necessarily think that yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm just I, I think what's ultimately going to occur is something along those lines though where uh, the PGA Tour will still exist the way that it exists. I, I, again, I'm speculating. I, I don't yeah. know a lot about this stuff. But my best guess is they'll preserve the PGA Tour as it is. And then uh, 
start to incorporate some live tour events into the majors. Yeah. And that's just a guess. I, I truly don't no, know what they haven't. That seems intended. right for a merge. Yeah, that, like, that seems like it makes the most sense to me. And it seems like it's also the, the easiest way to start to bring that side of the world into the, the realm of golf. Yeah. I would say. Because uh, right now, it just seems to largely be an American and European Yeah. Uh, it could be sport. a fully global. Right. And I think that's also, that might also be a live selling point. It's tough, bro. <laughs> Making golf courses in the desert is. Is no small endeavor. Guess what? Listen, there's you know how many there are in Vegas. You know how many sand traps there you know are in Saudi you, Arabia. You know, many, <laughs> you know how many golf courses are in Vegas. Believe I know. me, they can do it. Honestly, I think that's why Lake Mead is is turning <laughs> up dead bodies at this point. <laughs> uh, see, Michelle blames it on me watering my tomato plants. I don't know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I can see Brian just sitting outside for like an hour, just sitting there with the hose, watering his plants, yep. looking at the sky. She's like, what? Water my plants. She's like, oh, there goes Lake Mead. <laughs> Jesus. Listen, you're not going to get me, Chauncey. You should let her know that you're doing everybody a service. This is going to turn up more dead bodies, which exactly. is more $5,000 rewards. Right. Yeah. Bro, Chauncey is about the families. <laughs> yeah, think about the families from the 70s who have been wondering what happened to Uncle Jimmy for so long. <laughs> All this time, they thought he was buried in a hole in the desert. Nope. Dead yeah. smack in the middle of Lake Mead. Mm -hmm. Who knew? That's like the old bait and switch. Right? Everyone thinks they're all buried in the desert. Nope, they're in Lake Mead. Yeah, <laughs> they're out there trying to find them in the desert. Yeah, it's our only water source. What are they going to do? Yeah. Drain it? <laughs> <laughs> God, what a time to be alive! Yeah. Man, what I don't, a time I don't to like be this alive. conversation. Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> what? The world's a scary place, young man. Yeah. Next topic. Next mm -hmm. topic. Next topic. All right. Next oh, topic. Oh shit. Oh, never mind. Go on. Oh, I thought, I thought you were about to rub in my face where I was about to segue. But before we segue, I got I to gotta give a huge shout out to our title sponsor, WPT Global. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure that, uh, that I get this one right. Very small print. God damn. So small. Did you know WPT Global is trusted by millions of online players in 60 plus countries and has the world's largest pool of recreational players? Including Tom Wheaton. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uncle Tom is on there. Firing at will every single day. So you guys better go get a chunk of that cash. As an only friend, only friends podcast fan, you can get a deposit welcome bonus of upwards of $1,200 and a free Sunday Slam tournament ticket. Just use code Berkey at sign up. Go ahead and click the link in the description below if you're in a qualifying territory and you want to sign up. Get that big bonus code. Uh, also, we'll be giving away a $330 SummerSlam ticket every day this week. Just head over to the OnlyFriends Twitter account. That's at OnlyFriends underscore pod. Give us a follow and just comment on the Twitter thread what your username and user ID is. We'll draw one name at random each day. And uh, give you guys a free uh, free shot into the 3.30 main event. Can we know? change the um, code to Uncle Tom, please? No. <laughs> oh, Why are you always trying to do this to us, man? You're supposed to be our friend. Uncle Tom, Uncle Tom's out there blasting, though. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure Tom's an uncle to someone. He's daddy to Landon. Yep. But he's uncle to me. <laughs> <laughs> Papa Tom. Uh, Papa Tom, help. I call him DJT. DJT. Dad joke Tom. Yeah. Uh, yeah My kind of guy. 
that's fitting yeah uh, my, my favorite joke to make when i see tom is every time i see him he'll be like you know talking about the kids and their vacation and all this other stuff and i'll just be like man do you believe we're the same age <laughs> <laughs> crazy oh, man. he's a zoomer at heart he is a zoomer at heart <laughs> busting for real for real I guess no cap I think we need Tom to do an ad read saying where it's like that. I agree, actually. That, <laughs> that dinner we had with him, Nikki, and Caitlin was incredible. Yeah, we, we called him, uh, his name turned from Tom to Zaddy Todd. Todd, yeah, Todd. Yeah. Slay, slay Zad. Daddy Todd. Slay Daddy Todd. Slay Baddy, Slay Daddy, Slay Zaddy Todd. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, where I thought you were transitioning into, Conrad, was mm. rubbing in my face how fucking good the Reds look. Oh, oh I mean, that, that was next. I was waiting, you know, for the perfect time. Well, TJ is on the Reds, so. TJ is on the Reds, Boy, and uh, I believe he's making a run at uh, an all-star appearance. He damn sure is. He's playing good. Yeah, he's playing really well. His stats are actually good. It's very quiet, though. Uh, so for you guys who don't know, TJ Friedel, I believe... Spends time both in right and center for the Reds. Uh, local guy here in Vegas. Actually was born in Pittsburgh. Uh, spent first few years of his life near the Mount Lebanon area. But um, trains at the gym that Landon and I go to. So we've gotten to know him pretty well. Rooting for him. Rooting against the Reds, obviously. But uh, <laughs> they got some nice young talent coming up. We got a, a young man who made his debut two days ago. Yeah, a couple of days. How ago. fucking tall yeah. is this kid? I mean, he's he's basically uh, the Reds' O'Neill Cruz. Yeah, uh, honestly, yeah. He's they six, have a seven? cruise. We have a cruise. Uh, legitimately, they, except except the only thing that's better about uh, De La Cruz is uh, he's two or three years younger than. Look at this fucking animal. Yeah, that was four hundred and fifty-eight feet. He didn't even move. <laughs> All right, so I mean, it's it's very. So there are a few stats about this about this home run that are worth pointing out. Right. That I read. The one exit velocity. One. It was four feet off the ground. Right. It was a four feet, a four foot high pitch, which oh, is a, yeah. a, a relatively high pitch. Like it was right. out of the strike zone. Is right. my point. This guy. This guy's fucking tall. I don't know how tall he is. Ono Cruz is what seven or six, six seven six seven. Okay, yeah. this this kid is up there. He's, he's close. Yeah, he's they, six, they have five, a very six, seven. very similar uh, body build, is body he, type. Uh, yeah, uh, so he's like twenty one years old. He's I think. six two. No he's, way. Yeah, only six two. He's so, six two one fifty. That's Bro, amazing. He looks There's like no way a that guy's giant. Dude, he's six two one fifty. Switch no, hitter skinny. throws right. Sword chops third baseman. Twenty one. Imagine two. Imagine when he fills out. Yeah. He's yeah, just going to yeah. be... Yeah, he's only 21. He's already destroying balls. Yeah, he's only 21. We saw that evolution with Jeter. If mm -hmm. anybody watched uh, the, the ESPN, uh, the captain series, mm -hmm. they like started following him from 18. He right. was such a scrawny little kid they when he came are. up, they man. All, they, yeah. And then they feel out. That's I thing. can't believe he's only 6'2". He right. looks so fucking tall. Yeah, well, he's so lanky. That's why. He's like yeah. skinny and lanky. And it just makes it appear... I mean, 6'2 is not short, you know. Yeah. But, uh, so the yeah. other thing about this home run... Uh, it traveled, I think I read something like it traveled uh, 168 feet in the air or something along those lines, and it was picked up on radar at the local airport. No. Come on. <laughs> Come on. It's funny because it could have been great. picked up on the, radar. Uh, the, the, uh, we, didn't show, we didn't show the actual broadcast, but the Reds announcer uh, said, 
That ball had a family. <laughs> that ball had a family. It was 458 feet. 458 feet, 114 point something exit velocity, which is the hardest hit ball uh, that the Reds had all year. That, this is like this is why it's so reminiscent of of O'Neill Cruz because that's what he did. He came up to the majors for the Pirates and. He, he had a wall he, scraper for he, his first he one. He immediately but. had like, well, like his first couple weeks, he had like the top five exit velocities yeah. on the Pirates. Like, oh, oh prior year. to this yeah. one, his first hit was a double off a ball that was, I think it was 101 miles an hour thrown, and it was also up in the zone. Yeah, and he hit it like 112 mile an hour yeah. exit velocity, like something insane. He pulled it. It's amazing. <laughs> That's what. It's very, like I said, it's very similar to O'Neill Cruz. He did the same thing. Like it was a hundred mile an hour pitch. He just turns on it and just just pulls it right down the line. Like, how do you do that? As, Your as, bat speed has to be incredible. As much fun as it was to watch a new talent, which obviously this guy's going to be around for a long time and he's he's got the five tools, yeah. uh, it would appear. Yeah. Uh, I still just get amped. I don't even know. I don't even know a lot of the Reds players. So like, this guy is just a nobody to me, but I get so amped whenever things happen in sports that that just cause a reaction uh so this was i believe they walked off the dodgers yesterday is that right yeah they did yeah yep. so th this is a walk-off home six, run six in the eighth one which on. is for or anybody six, six who's, in the ninth for anybody who's played baseball this is the shit you dream of Scott's my new favorite player. Yeah. Honestly, it's like one of the most fun things that can happen in sports. I, I tweeted that that's how I'm going to react when I finally get a three bet through pre flop. <laughs> <laughs> the the red Twitter account uh, posted and said, "Does anybody have a spare brick wall that we can run <laughs> right, through?" Yeah. Like honestly, you just can't yeah. help but getting hyped right. whenever you see something like right. that. That was pretty dope. Hopefully, this is as much shine as we give the Reds for the rest That's of the fucking season. Hopefully, wah, hopefully. Wah. Yeah. They're down 6 nothing right now. Yeah, of course they are. They stink. You stink. Pirates look like fucking 10 of 12 from them. Oh, yeah. Pirates also stink right now. Man, the last three games. I mean, they, they played literally the worst team maybe ever to be assembled on a major league field. Yeah, and they, they gave decided, up like 30. And they, they almost got swept. They, they, they were lucky to win the first one, and they just looked awful. I don't know what's going on. They look so good against the against uh, the Cardinals. Did they swept pull, them. Was great. And did then, they pull Keller early? Was it yesterday no. or the day before? No, he just what, he the, was awful. Keller just couldn't <laughs> couldn't find the zone. Couldn't command pitches. Couldn't do anything. Right, but the game was close. The game was. close. It was like two two or three two. No, he walked a bunch of people. They took him out in the uh, the fifth. He didn't get through yeah, the fifth. He, yeah, he got. He didn't get through like, the fifth. He had a bunch of pitches. He looked awful. He did. <laughs> he needed to be pulled. Uh, yeah, fair. My point in asking is that it was like a one-run game when they pulled him, and then I look up and it's like eleven to two. <laughs> yeah, well, no, all those runs, um, like five, he ended up all the runs that uh, were scored in the fifth were his runs. Oh, okay. So he had like loaded the bases, and they're like, okay, the, yeah, yeah, you just don't have a kid. Yeah, nice whenever your ace goes out and fucking shits down his leg versus a twelve-win yeah. team. Yeah, it was, it was strange. A lot, I don't know. Some, some. Something was going on with him. The, the old Fort McHenry was trying to figure it out. 
our old catcher, he was saying that uh, he was not coming through. I don't know. I, I don't yeah. understand the mechanics of. Nobody uh, does. That's why, as a right. broadcaster, you just get to speculate. Yeah. But uh, whatever he said it. sounded like it made sense. Sure, so hopefully, sure, yeah. hopefully you know him and the pitching coach no, and uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, do, do some work in these yeah. next couple days, and he goes out and pitches. This, well this is what coaches body. have done since the dawn of time, and it's the least helpful thing on the fucking planet. Like you come in and they're like, "Oh, you're swinging your front shoulder open." And it's I like, think that's exactly what he said. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> it's like what they always say whenever you yeah. miss wide, and it's just like, "Thanks, coach." Mm-hmm. Maybe a little. They, uh, they called it, he called it something like. Um, uh, running down the mountain you ever heard that term no where it's like it's like your your front foot is coming forward too too fast before your before your arm is oh, right, so right. Your, your arm's back too far and then what it does is it it tends to uh like uh like push the ball like so like he had a lot of pitches like um like high and away yeah and like and it was just very weird and you're saying like because because of where his arm was when his leg hit you know his front leg uh, there's pivot like whatever. Or yeah, this is fascinating stuff. I'd love to hear more. I don't know. Uh, this, is, this, is just, uh, this is just. I'm I, just I, concerned. I just you know we got one good pitcher. We can't have him go down the drain. I, I will say as somebody who's pitched, it's fucking impossible when something small mechanical is going on to make adjustments. Yeah, because especially like, not in game. Well, it, it doesn't matter in game, out of game. It, like, it doesn't matter. It's honestly like it's it's equivalent to like showing up to play poker and for whatever reason mentally your B game is just all mm-hmm. you're capable of that day. It's just like you can hear a thousand things that you're doing wrong and try to correct them, but you don't know the source. You don't know why today your arm is dragging, why today your front side's flying open. Yeah. Like you, you don't know why these things are happening because you've done this repetitively 10,000 times. Yeah. And for some reason, today's the day that shit ain't going to work. Mm-hmm. Like, just get me out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll try again tomorrow. Just be fatigued, right? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, there's a million core causes is just like impossible to dissect and diagnose in, in real time. And that's all coaches do. <laughs> it's like, well, people try to tell you what your problem is, right? Yeah. Maybe he had to poop. It might've had to poop. <laughs> Could have had the poop. Just, you know, you drag a little bit. <laughs> um, all right, let's, let's talk a little poker. You guys, you guys fired on all cylinders yesterday. Oh, Every one yeah. of you played it combined. This room played like, 10 buy-ins yesterday. No, I only played I, one buy-in. I played, I played one buy-in. Wait, so. wait, wait, wait. You played one. I played one. Conrad had to play eight then. Yeah. <laughs> well, I played one. I played one. Oh, you I, played, oh that's one. right. You played the 25. The I day did. before, I played a billion. I can't believe you only played one yesterday. I was, I was, okay. well, it was a Grammy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I went down to the South Boy and Grammy was in the bowling tournament, you know, so. How'd she do? Uh, she, all right, it seems. Her team, it was a team thing, so um, her team looked like they came in like, Top five. Okay. What's the name of her team? Because these names are always great. <laughs> Let's get it popping. No, no, it's something corny. It's like this big. Of course, it's corny. It's this big group. It's like East Coast Bowling Family or uh, something like that. That's that's so, uh, something real corny. Very wholesome. It's, it's wholesome. the ECBF. My grandmother bowled until she was like eighty. Mm-hmm. She was in a league, and she was a part of a team called the Gutter Gals. <laughs> oh, amazing, the Gutter Gals. Gutter Gals. She took me on, uh, technically, my first date. Although, I think if you ask Maria, it wasn't a date. <laughs> but it was me, her, and my best friend at the time. We went bowling. I was like 14. And my grandmother just fucking embarrassed me. Of course. She rolled like a 210. And I'm out there like, can't get my fat thumb in the fucking ball. <laughs> at 14, you had fat thumbs? Uh, bro, I've had these fucking meat paws from like day one, man. Like, 
All it took was one scout looking at my handgun. You don't got it, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Go play first base. Shout out to Lee's Lanes. Lee's Lanes. Smoky fucking dungeon. I oh, oh. love that place. God. Is that a thing with pitching? You want to have like... Long, slender fingers. Like alien type. Like piano yeah. fingers. Oh, type. my yeah. God. Pedro uh, is like physically tiny. He's a physical tiny human. He's like 5'10", right? At most. Yeah. Like probably closer to 5'8", 5'9". Um... But he has very long arms, and his fingers are just, like, alien-like. Mm -hmm. Dude, speaking about aliens, aliens were here last month. I, I saw that. I, I did Las hear Vegas. that there was did some confirmation. That? They were here fucking two days ago. You didn't see Chad win another bracelet? Dude, no, there was, like, a full-on, like, news investigation. Hold oh, on, I gotta... God. Well, hold on, let's go around the room. Aliens, real, yes, no, maybe? Fermi's paradox? What is, uh, like, gun to the head. Yeah, I mean, probably... Probabilistically, yes. I would say it's more likely to be true than not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I fully believe aliens exist. I doubt they've ever been here. Connie? Y'all motherfuckers are weird, all right? <laughs> That's all I got to tell you guys. Look, I, like, I, have, I don't I have, believe things I can't see. What do you, you think is more probable? What do you think is more probable? That aliens don't exist or that they do exist and our government's been covering it up for decades. All right, that was probably be <laughs> <laughs> Here's the proof. Here's the proof. Into their backyard prompting them to call 911 saying they saw creatures walking around. Our 8 News Now investigators digging into this for weeks now. And tonight, our David Charns with the video you will only see on 8 News Now. David? Brad Denise, sources telling Bay News Now investigators that several agencies believe something landed or crashed crashed. Whether it was non-humans or not, it certainly scared the people living on this property. Now, before we show you that video, listen to their call for help. There's like an eight-foot person beside it, and another one's inside, and it has big eyes and looking at us, and it's still there. <laughs> okay, where is this on your property? Uh, in my backyard. I swear to God, this is not a joke. This is actually weird. So there's two, terrified of it. So there's two people or two subjects that are in your backyard? Correct, and they're very large. <laughs> they're like eight foot. Nice Bro, that's one of my people, people, I can tell. Like, Nine foot, like ten foot. Fucking no cruises in this backyard. Eyes, like, <laughs> like, I can't explain it. And big mouth. They're shiny eyes and... <laughs> and they're not human. They're 100% they're not human. Bro, get get some pictures, man. Okay. She's like, well, okay. the 80s now investigators obtaining video as officers then responded to the call you just heard. You'll see the officers also saw something in the sky that night, but the big question is, what was it, and is it all connected? Leave her alone. It's almost midnight on May 1st when a Las Vegas Metro Police officer's body cam catches this something flashing low in the sky. 911 emergency. Minutes later, there's a there's like an eight foot person beside it, and another one's inside, and it has big eyes and looking at us, and it's still there. Someone calls 911 reporting two large figures in their backyard. Uh, no, I'm still nervous right now. The 8 News Now investigators obtaining another officer's video as he's sent to the Northwest Valley home. I have butterflies, bro. Everyone saw a shooting star, then these people say there's aliens in their backyard. By now, it's more than an hour after that bright light. Officers meeting up with the caller and his family. What'd you see? It was like a, it was like a big creature. A 
big do we do we get to see any anything like how does this clip end? One of my partners said you don't actually get to see. You don't actually get to see. Cut out of this bullshit. I'm tired of hearing his first hand. It's 2023, man. Get a cell phone. Yeah. Shoot it. Get a gun. Shoot it. I wouldn't shoot it. Well, I want to at least see a picture of it. How how does that whole encounter take place? And you don't whip out your phone. Of course. And like, yeah, I would weird. do that way before I called 911. It's like, got to be like a raccoon in a tree, right? <laughs> He's just like looking at a raccoon's cue, eyes in a tree. Cue the leprechaun video. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> that is an amazing video. Uh, Man, any chance I have to call back that video, I just take so it. Good. It's so great. You believe it? I've got to be say, yeah! <laughs> uh, Jimmy Kimmel. I don't know. It is strange, right? That, that weird... Uh, light in the sky, and then a minute, a couple minutes later, hey, you got hey, these eight there's, foot there's dudes in my backyard, aliens <laughs> in my backyard. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it is a weird conundrum, right? Like for uh, anybody who's familiar with Fermi's paradox, I, I believe it basically says that if aliens existed, we would we would know by now. They would they would have been here by yeah, now. Yeah, or we, or well, we would, we would know, have proof right, of yeah, some sort. Yeah, uh, which logically makes a lot of sense to me mm-hmm. but the universe is a big place <laughs> you know like yeah. uh imagine imagine the the counter to that of some inhabitable planet far off in the galaxy thinking the exact same thing about us right like oh if other human life form existed mm-hmm. we would have seen it by now right like well we can't we haven't gotten there yet yeah it seems pretty egotistical to think that we're the only things that exist yeah well just maybe more of a limited uh framework of things like there's just you can't know what you don't know right right so if you claim things that you don't know to be true well the counter is then how it's pretty egotistical to believe that uh there's no creator yeah that's fair i think i think it's good to have an open mind about that stuff i think it's good to have an open mind too i think it's i think it's good to not be on one side or the other yeah i I think uh being open-minded about it is like the right way to frame it because i feel like people are very dogmatic one way or the other of like no this is scripture and you should follow it and we're all going to heaven or hell or what are you talking about these magical things yeah Yeah. these things don't exist we just die and become worm Mm -hmm. food it doesn't have to be absolutes people love absolutes Mm -hmm. they love always and never our brain's kind of wired that way doesn't have to be. No, doesn't have to be. You know, sometimes during a tournament series for the summer, you can just say, hey, I want to play cash games. And that's okay. I don't live in your black and white world. And then if you want to jam Ace Jack for 13, for the freeze out, you can. 12 and a half. Sure. I mean, it's fine. I didn't say it was a problem. I'm just well, saying you, you went were, to go play a tournament. He had a tone. No, I didn't. He had a tone. <laughs> I don't like your tone, sir. You might add a tone. You had a know, bit of a, a tone, tone there. I was saying you could also play tournaments at the same time because well, you did. Oh, you were lying. Maybe I could have done something other you than You can't jam. do anything else differently. You did great. <laughs> All right. As long as you we're did on great. the same it's page like, here. It's nice when you can actually like play a day of a tournament and like even if you lose, no, there was no real error being made. It's like, yeah. well, I just kind of did what I had to do and that's, that's mm-hmm. it. I had a party. For, I lasted, for five minutes? I lasted uh, two tables. Nice. Two whole tables. I drew the big blind on my first table because, you know. Did you ask for a refund like Kane? I should have. I fucking should have. Martin went off, bro. I should have. Actually, I I think Martin's, I love Martin and Martin's my homie, but I think he's actually in the wrong there, obviously. I mean, not obviously, but like, it's. Yeah, I, Kane did everything within his rights. I think Martin's 
I think Martin's fine to make fun of him. Yeah, for it. no, of course. Of um, course. But he's not right to imply that like he's scamming in some capacity. Yeah, yeah. I agree. What does he mean that it wasn't random, though? Okay, oh, so okay. this is actually... Uh, Kane actually points out a pretty big flaw in the system, and hopefully it's something that WSOP very quickly corrects. But when you allow day two registration like this, obviously you're going to have an influx of players who come in. The, the tournament hasn't started yet, and the WSOP policy for when beginning new tables is to go around and take the big blind from all the existing tables to, to uh, accommodate however many new tables they need to open, right? They so take what, next big blind. Correct. But there is no next big blind because the tournament hasn't started yet, so it's just the current big blind. So what ended up happening was, you know, there was something like eight tables remaining or some shit like that. They go around and they take eight next big blinds uh, and then, you know, need more or whatever. So now they start pulling random seats. But the whole time, it should have just been high card at every single table. Yeah. And then you take whoever drives the highest card, whatever position that is, that's true randomness, right? Mm -hmm. um, but they were just adhering to the general policy of what happens when the tournament's already started. So why does that make Kane the big blind? Because there's seven seat cards, right? Well, it does Five of them are big blinds. Correct. So you get, you're going to have a chance of five out of seven, and you're going to pluck a big blind. It's still random to the people who late regged, but it's not random to the position that they're going to get. Yeah. So why is he unhappy? Because you're because not, you, you should be like, punished just, for max late reg. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm. So it's just like you're almost guaranteed to to get in the big blind if you max late reg, which shouldn't be a thing. And you're losing what? Nine right. More importantly, stack? more importantly, not only are they being punished, but the people who were actually the big blind are all being rewarded. Because now only now one of them is going to draw right, the blind. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah because they're just okay. putting at a random table. So. All of this stuff is within the rules that were already set, correct? Uh, no. It was a misapplication <laughs> on WSOP's behalf. Oh, so he actually has like a right to be upset. Yes. Okay. I, I think so. Fair. Um, so if, if the tournament was running, then um, I don't know. You know what? I don't even know if that's a reasonable stance. Uh, I think if this is all within the rules prior actually, and then you max. I, I, you know what? I take it back. Uh, I, I take it back. That's not even a reasonable stance because I was thinking about how they sat people who late regged in the 25k6 max. They high carded. After, after the hand ended, they would high. So you would draw a table. You would go to that table and then they would high card and you would get a random They seat. did that last year. I yeah. remember when I played the 25 because they, they high carded. They said yeah. high card and then someone had to keep getting voted off the island. The same seat get voted off. We made jokes about it. Right. So it sounds as though if, if Kane's report is accurate, it sounds as though what happened is whatever floor was running there made the mistake of uh, taking, all the big taking, taking the next big blind, yeah. which was the old policy or maybe the policy that they utilize in like bigger field events. Because mm -hmm. um, like in bigger field events, when they know that they're just opening a bunch of tables, they'll proactively take the next big blind. So you're not actually drawing the big blind as you register, right? So uh, think in terms of like the Millie Maker, for example. Um, whenever they want to open new tables so that all the late entrants don't end up at the same table, they'll just constantly be taking new big blinds, starting new tables over and over and over again, and then there'll be an open seat at like you know a dozen or two dozen or 20 tables or something like that. By the time you draw that seat, it's just random. Right, it could be the small blind, it could be the button, it could be the uh, under the gun. It, it, it doesn't really matter, right? Yep. But because the tournament wasn't running in this instance, now whenever you take the next big blind, all you get are big blinds. 
across the board. So uh, it sounds as though somebody just executed the uh, improper policy for the time of, or the stage of the tournament. So he does have a right to be upset I, about this. Right? I think so. Yeah, yeah he does. Yeah, he does. Uh, that, that's why we said like Martin's probably wrong for calling him out, but he's fine to make fun of him for now wanting a refund. Like his, his EV's not. He he wasn't that small of a winner in the field. That drawing the big blind was going to somehow make him like neutral EV or losing. I don't think. Yeah, I just assume principally, and not in the refund part, but what he's talking about with the way that the system is is a fair take. Yeah, yeah, it is extremely sure. fair. Yeah, like he's de he's definitely not wrong here. Right, right. Nowhere near. I I just wonder if he could have been. Uh, I, I wonder if his complaint could have been heard to the degree where they corrected it in real time rather than issuing a refund. Um, I think it was on its way of that happening. Yeah, because it seemed like they delayed the start. Yeah, it seemed like I don't know from the, what I read, it seemed like it was on that it was on its way to happening. And then Kay was like, fuck it. I'll just take a refund. Yeah, that's, that's what, I, hmm. what I read, what mm -hmm. I thought. But I'm not, I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, um, completely reasonable, of course. But uh, also, it, it's also kind of shitty, too, because he now kind of gets to make a conscious decision about how much EV he's winning. or it, It's basically like a small free roll for Kane, right? So say he drew not only the big blind, but an awful table. Snap refund. Mm -hmm. Say you drew the big blind, but like a great table. Yeah, then all of a sudden it's like just really loud complaining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even look at it from like a free roll point of view. I mean, it's very small and I don't even yeah. fault him for taking it. And so not, I'm, not, I'm right. not even being critical of Kane in this instance. We don't even know if he had a seat card yet also. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not even being critical. I'm just kind of yeah. uh, demonstrating how you could game the system Absolutely. in this particular uh, way, I suppose. Um, and I, I don't know what WSOP's policy is in general. I know that you're allotted like one refund, no questions asked, uh, as long as you haven't been dealt in. And that kind of sucks for these high rollers because people are going to max late reg them a lot. Mm -hmm. And if you just don't like your draw, like that just becomes a situation where it's like nobody's making a lot of money in these fields anyway. Shit, in fucking PCA? You get to see your table draw yeah. before you even sit down. The second yeah. you register, you know everybody at your table. Let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> and it's multiple day ones, right? I, um, for PCA? Mm -hmm. No, it was just a one twenty. Oh, I'm talking about 25K. But me too. The, the 10K. No, no the 10K one. was only one day one. Uh, no, 10K was two. Because 10K I, was two. Because I rebought right. on day two for 20 yeah, yeah, day ones. Yeah, you're right. Um, I think there's only one day one. for The 25K was one day one. For sure. So you yeah, can't unreg so. and re-reg, though. But you? you cannot sit at your table, or you actually can unreg. Yes, you can. But can you re-reg? I... Yeah, I don't, I don't think that they would just allow that. I'm unsure if you could re-reg. Right. Uh, well, being allowed to unreg is like, whatever, man. Like, they're sacrificing the ability to play the event to fade a tough table. So that kind of, like, is, eh, it self-polices, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Right, because that, that's a special event. Like, you can be winning a lot in that field. But like in the average 25k plus at the WSOP, there aren't going to be massive winners. It's like he's not going to do that if he's maxing the main. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great example. Right. Just like, right, I guess we gamble. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you could just like look at your table draw and just like, oh, I'm going to sit down later when some of these people bust or something along those lines. Uh, they drop a stack, though. 
No. Now they do, right? When you register for the they WSOP? For sure do they do now yeah. at the WSOP. Yeah, yeah I like that. I don't know what they did at the, I, at the PCA. Yeah, I don't think they dropped at the PCA. Oh, at really? PCA, yeah. you just showed up and played. Yeah, they didn't drop. Like you whenever, whenever you wanted, they just gave you, you got, a sec. Yeah, you got a, you got a ticket. Whenever yeah. you give them the ticket, you're in. Yeah, no, actually, that's... Yeah, there's, there are small ways to, like, you know, chisel EV and game yeah. the system if people aren't careful and put certain restrictions in place. But you will get made fun of by Martin. As, as you should. <laughs> get his ass, as Martin. You should. Uh, <laughs> but I do think these things are worth pointing out because, you know, it helps them... It, it kind of helps the, the operator steel man the system moving forward, right? Like, they're like, oh, I didn't notice this little blind spot where you could game the system. I'll do a better job of uh, taking that away from people. It... it it sucks whenever it comes at the courtesy of those who aren't taking advantage of the system, right? Yeah. yeah, it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing overall. Generally, yeah. It's hard to find these small edges in that sense, right? Like, I wouldn't have known this. It's been like, oh, okay, big wine, sure. But if I see where it comes from now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, there's just a lot of things you don't really think about until Kane's somebody sharp. Somebody Kane. sharp thinks about that. Yeah, he's sharp. He's just, like, thinking about shit that way. It's, it's good to point it out. Well, no, it's... I mean, that's a, that's a flaw. That's something that needs to be changed. Yeah. Like, yeah, I agree. And, you know, whatever. Uh, other flaws that need to be changed is registering for these fucking events to begin with. I got to tell you, boys. <laughs> I got to tell you, boys. Is that the word? Curmudgeon? Let, let me yeah. tell you, boys. Curmudgeon. Let me tell you, boys, about how juicy... How juicy... Oh, somebody just texted me. East Brady. I knew it started with an East E. East Brady. There That's you where go. Jim Kelly's from. Nice. It's just outside Catanning. Uh, I gotta tell you, boys, it has been on and popping in these cash streets. I might cancel the pod. I give up, <laughs> I give up two hours of gameplay every day. They're like, see you at 10 tomorrow? I'm like, noon. And they're like, oh, okay, well, we're gonna put you... You're never getting into the main game. I'm like, that's okay. <laughs> fun over here. I'll make my own main game. <laughs> so you smashed them last night, basically? I want a lot. Uh, I got to tell you, I, I, I joke that they build the game around me, but I'm a fucking hoot, man. I, oh I do God. all the things that you're supposed to do to make sure that your VIPs are happy. The only difference is sometimes I fucking get them. And yesterday, got him. I got him. Um, played a big pot, which honestly, it's a pretty tough spot. The more that I think about it, for all parties involved that aren't me, um, I think my decision is pretty trivial. But uh, it goes: <laughs> we're playing, nice. we're playing one hundred, one hundred, seventeen k stack. Um, opens under the gun. A button call, or sorry, the button three bets the thirteen hundred and has a ninety k stack, and I'm in the big blind with king nine of diamonds. We're in, you know. Sure. Like all of you, all you fucking nerds out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, when I read this ad history, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, man, Berkey's just flicking it in, just saying, "Fuck oh, you it's guys." Thirteen hundred dollars. I have a hundred thousand in front of me. <laughs> okay, like I showed it to Rampage, and he's like, "Wow, we're really just fucking gambling." It's like you fucking nerds. <laughs> Put down your devices for three seconds and just look around at the gift that you've been given. Not one other person at my table has ever looked at a solve before. You think I should just fold the king nine of diamonds? Or maybe we mix it up a little bit. But the wizard says. Yeah. Fuck the wizard. That's Fuck literally what my thing is in my Twitch chat for uh, a command for the wizard. It's like exclamation point wizard and it's just fuck the wizard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck the wizard. Fuck the man behind the curtain. We're in. And we're not forbetting because he probably has a good goddamn hand. 
We just trying to hit big. Yeah, we're trying to flop big, baby. We tried to get in there mixed up. You know what? Maybe I'm bleeding 1300 a little bit, but goddamn it, I'm going to take my chances after we see a flop turn in river. This is how you get back in the game. That's how you get back in the game. This is how you get the golden throne at the Bellagio. The Bellagio. So it comes <laughs> King 5 3 2 diamonds. Dream. Exactly what we were looking for. Mm-hmm. It's pretty close, yeah. It's, pretty, it's up there. I check. Uh, original Razor under the gun checks. Button bets like pot. And I'm like, oof. <laughs> I don't know why you're doing that, sir. <laughs> it's, this is a good board for you. Maybe, maybe third pot would be good, but he just went for it. So he has a good hand. He says, good hand, give me money now. I'm like, okay, well, we're going to try to maybe improve a little bit. Just call. Under the gun goes, no, 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 better hand. Give me money now. All in 17K. So it goes like 3,200 call jam for 17K. And uh, I was talking to Landon about this. I was like, well, you know, he basically should just be playing call with range on the button because my range is super weak, but, uh, you know, the hands that can continue versus raise are just nutted, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like my range overall is like, pretty weak of course i have a lot of flush draws and shit like that but i also just have middle and bottom set like in full um sure well i do (laughs) what i'm saying is combinatorically with the amount of hands you're also gambling with you don't just only have sets well i also have a lot of hands that are just like drawing dead you have king jack you have king queen yeah these hands are just like largely drawing dead the tournament players are gonna exit um we'll let we'll let landon and uh berkey uh, finish this up we got, we got I got I got people to entertain, man. Okay. Sure. Um yeah, like my one pair of hands are largely just drawing dead. Uh when he has like ace king, aces, you know, hands that are willing to to put in the money. Yeah, of course. Uh and they're not doing all that well against his big draws either. If he has like not flush draws, uh gut shot flush draws, open ended flush you know, he could have like six, seven of diamonds, he could have uh he could have the pair plus diamond draws himself, like King Queen of Diamond, shit like that, right? So, well, when you don't have King Nine of Diamond, sure. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Um, so, like, it becomes one of those things where it's like, how should his range now play when he has two full pots behind the 17K raise? And I, I mean, maybe you can just click. That's pretty no fun when you get jammed on, though. What's the difference between jamming yourself and clicking? Putting in two pots and expecting you called by worse. I mean, I guess you're not really expecting to get, not a call by worse from you, but just protecting equity versus the guy that's already all in. In you know what, what I mean? regard? Because like, you're has, like, beat by that range a, a reasonable kinda. amount. Well, it depends. Like, kind of. He could just have draws too. He could have queen, jack, of diamond. Right, now so. lay that over my range. Right? So if... If, if you're beating that range, then I'm more concentrated the hands that beat you. If you're losing to that range, then I'm more concentrated the hands that are drawing dead versus or you. Also, or drawing thin. You also just are going to be more concentrated having one pair, right? Like if, they, if he has queen jack of diamonds, it's likely you have a king after calling pot. Y- Wait. The, if the jammer, the yeah, yeah, if yeah, the yeah. jammer goes all in, it's likely he has a combo draw or like nut flush draw mm-hmm. or top pair plus for sure. Yeah. Right. So when he has top pair plus for sure in these draws, and you have a I hand that you're uh, trying to protect. Well, I mean, to be fair, uh, not to get too deep into the meta here, but I don't think he's check jamming one pair ever. Okay. So now he has. He has like sets and draws. He has sets and draws. 
Right. Okay. So if he's, and then my range is like sets draws in one pair. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty nasty. I can understand the. I can understand why people jam to just not make yeah. any more decisions. Yeah, right? yeah, agreed. Just put the money it, it's in. It's just sheer protection. Right. From a value standpoint, though, I think you probably want to play a turn and try to get more money out of draws in one pair. Is it ever possible? No, nah, probably not. If he calls and then like you call and then turn brick, turn he is checks. Now, turn is now two SPR if it goes call, call. Sure, let's call it turn. Let's look at like the worst possible turn, I guess, and best possible turn, right? Yeah. Worst possible turn being like queen of diamonds. Sure. Check, check. Uh, river... You, if you bet, he now can fold if he has one pair. One because pair, no Because you're diamond. not bluffing into the dry D side. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, so yeah, no he, he could fold one pair, no diamond. He might have to, like, you know, make some hero adjustments. Right. Best possible turn, let's call it deuce, offsuit. Mm -hmm. You check, mm -hmm. and he has a hand that he wants to protect from the draws in the one pair. He probably can just bet. Like call it two thirds pot or like whatever GO two is. GO two I think is like fifty sixty percent two SPR probably something like forty five yeah. Sure. Um. So now he when he bets you if you have your pair plus draws you can't just fold them and you're kind of in a nasty spot. Correct. Where like if you have call it Jack ten of diamonds mm -hmm. and you face bet you're like well yeah it's a pretty powerful spot like where it's just turn brick. I check, and he bets 40% pot. Like, I'm pretty in the cage. Now I can only really continue with combo draws, I think. Combo draw pair plus. Yeah. And then, like, you very rarely, if not ever, it also it also two pair plus. By, yeah, also by him jamming, it takes away the ability for me to jam those exact hands. A hand like ace three of diamonds. A hand like uh, seven six of diamonds. If he jams, you do have to call off, probably. Seven six of diamonds, I think I have to fold. Sure, but ace three diamonds. I think ace three diamonds, I would have to call, and king x of diamonds, I have to call. Which is kind of nice, but at the same time, mm -mm. you can get wrecked pretty bad. Not you, the guy that's jamming can get wrecked pretty bad. Yeah. So I I I ran this last night. Uh, when I have pair plus flush draw, I'm just a favorite versus range because it's devoid of sets. So he's jamming worse flush draws. He's jamming better flush draws, and he's jamming, uh, he's jamming like king x plus. Um, but there probably isn't enough king x. There's enough of a concentration to king x there as opposed to aces, where my equity gets reduced. You most certainly want him to have aces instead of a king. Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think in hindsight, potentially in position call close action. Uh, well, he jams, sorry, not close action, because then you get the close action. Because mm -hmm. it goes, check, check, pot, call, all in, all in. You now, after facing call, you're, with your hand, it's like not a big deal, right? But call, like if you have jack 10 of diamonds, are you just all in? No, honestly, I think I have to like really strongly consider a fold. With combo draw? Jack 10 of diamonds is not a combo draw. It's king nine, right? No, that would give me two pair. It's king 5-3. Ooh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, you probably have to fold. Yeah. You think you're fucked. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so you have to have like... If you have ace-4 of diamonds, then... Let's say you, you peel. I probably have to jam You just have hand. to jam it. Which is really shitty because he can just have king-x of diamonds and I'm not doing that well. No, and the other guy that's all in already has a good hand. Mm -hmm. This guy's already saying, yeah, like, I have a good hand. Right. The guy on the button flatted aces? No, he 3-bet no, three. Three oh, okay. 
Yeah, the more I think about it, call makes sense. And then on texture changing cards, you're basically allowed to play pretty face up because you're not incentivized to bluff into a dry side. Correct. I think all that's very accurate. And we just have to be pretty mindful when we're playing like a 2000 big blind pot. Or you could just gamble. Or gamble. Yeah. We all gambled. Everybody gambled. So I faced the jam and I obviously just like snap called. I think it's hard to find... I think it's hard to find a flat from aces in game facing jam. Agreed. I agree. I uh, don't think he misplayed the hand at all. Well, I mean... May, oh, okay, I shouldn't say that. Uh, maybe upon further inspection, I think that like there are better decisions to be made. But like I, well, I think the, the jam is totally justified. if he thinks you're going to call off a king... If he thinks you're going to call off king queen, we're just like, ah, oh, fuck it. But you're not. Bro, never. Sure. Not but if you years. think that someone's going to call a king, um, I get it. Yeah. Because you don't block it. But at the same time, you're just risking so much to probably be wrong. It, it's funny because it seems like a very small nuanced take. But the difference between having king queen of spades there versus like king nine of diamonds is probably 10 to 15% in equity. Yeah. I mean, you just want to be able to make a five card hand. But yeah. It's just the massive difference between me being like a two or three point equity favorite versus the button jammer. As opposed to me being like a five to eight point equity uh, deficit versus the button jammer. Yeah, well, with your hand, you're never dead. Being dead Correct. is an issue, especially when the guy that's all in probably has a really no, good. Not hand. only am I never dead, but I'm ahead a good portion. Ahead of flipping. Sure. Right, like I'm stone flipping against black aces. Yeah. Uh, and I'm ahead of like nut flush draws. I'm ahead of seven six. I have seven six of diamonds dead to three outs, four outs, I guess. Sure. Right? So it's like, uh, there are a lot of scenarios that can present themselves where you're just nutted by having top pair in a flush draw. Well, that's the idea of like robust equity versus not. Right. You're just always going to be able to see five cards. Yeah. Very different scenario if it's like king five three, king three of diamonds, and I have like five six of diamonds. You don't feel so you good about... You could be wrecked. Correct. Really bad. Exactly. You don't feel so good about like snapping off. You probably have to fold flop a lot more often after like sure. pot you probably call this guy jams he calls you're like well i could just be dead yeah blocking, you never want to just be dead right you're blocking like his combo draws you're you're reducing those from being in range which are the only ones that you dominate now <sighs> it's funny because you like you know i guess the old maxim of always leave yourself out applies a lot in this instance <laughs> right. but not when you're bluffing on a turn in like a polarized spot correct right correct, you're yeah. like you want to leave yourself out in these big pots where they can have better hands than you and you can yeah. still win and do well yeah but if you're bluffing someone heads up you just don't want to bet fold equity right don't do that right right, <laughs> do right. And i think uh <laughs> yeah uh, i think strategically in in game i wouldn't have found this but i think like if if it goes call call diamond falls on turn i think i have like a 10 percent block there you probably lead a ton yeah he's pretty devoid of flushes you have some good flushes i think he has nut flushes yes some sure like ace queen of diamonds shouldn't just be all in there maybe it just goes check check block river but like you're not incentivized to bluff anymore i think you still want to find ways to be all in right you only have two spr but what does 10 percent accomplish just what, gives you the betting lead again so that you can, you know, make some sort of large wager on the on the end. You can still do that to check check, right? Kind of, but like there's a lot less bluffs in your range at that point, I think. Um, it's like, let's say this guy on button, instead of having a black aces, has ace of diamonds ace, mm -hmm. right? And then goes call, call, call. Yeah, maybe 10% is not the correct size. It might be quarter. It might that be, way you set up one SBR on river. Yeah, I just think it's probably a spot where... It's not that you necessarily have bluffs because of the dry side as a whole. Mm -hmm. 
but you have to try to find ways to still get money with your good hands. Yeah. And you're never devoid of good hands. Yeah. Also, my hand probably, in theory, just jams on flop when it goes call. Um, because... Mm, it's brutal. Because, like, when you get called off, like, you're doing all right, of course. You're never, you're never in a bad shape. Well, my hand's doing better than, like... It might even be doing better than, like, pocket fives. Because when he just calls, he's going to have kings. No, sorry, not doing better than fives. Sure. But it might make for a better jam than fives. Sure, you want to unblock top pair. Well, not just that, but uh, yeah, it's 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 a counterbalance, right? When you when you rejam pocket fives, you just get snapped off by pocket king sometimes, and you're dead. But you were gonna go broke anyway. Mm -hmm. um, alternatively, you unblock top pair. It's like it seems like a spawn turn where you don't really have bluffs because when it goes pot call, you're not supposed to. You mm -hmm. just have really good hands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you're not really worried about that. More so trying to capitalize on your opponent making a mistake facing right. a lead right yeah. where it's like okay he has black aces and faces b20 he should just be folding yeah yeah or, or fold. like he has the ace of diamonds and you just want to capture that equity exactly like he just has to draw anyways correct where he's gonna check back turn a ton yeah. after a diamond hits anyways yeah exactly. like, why would you not want to get a free card and maybe make a five card hand yeah yeah so pretty exploitative regardless maybe it's just good anyway it's also just a three-way pot with an all-in and like there's just so many weird dynamics and meta taking place here that it, it really does alter things yeah the wizard's not going to help you here right right <laughs> yeah hey that's why we fucking get in these streets man yeah Play a little street poker you know we make it hard on ourselves so that others can have a good time and then sometimes you get rewarded. Well, by tough on yourself, you just had top pair and a flush on a sick pot, and then you won. That wasn't <laughs> a, right. That wasn't going to be a tough strategic decision for me. But it could have just came king five three rainbow, right, with one diamond, where now I have to make tough tough choices with top pair, right. And that's that's something that I think like good players who are giving up some EV are willing to do. Find situations where you're splat way too splashy pre, and then just like not putting in a lot of money with hands that theoretically should put a lot of money in post. Mm -hmm. It's one of those spots where it doesn't matter how good you are if you don't get to play. It's like, right. congrats, like you're really good at poker, but like you're not going to get to play the game because you're busy bragging about how good you are. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Take your sim and go buck off. There are a lot of guys in that game that I truly enjoy as people and uh, don't even bother me that much to play with, but they just never allow themselves to get out of line and they don't have seats because of it. Yeah, you have to be willing to just like blast it off either appropriately or inappropriately. Like if, if no one in the game can see how they're making money from you, you're you're going to lose your ability to play. Yeah. Well, so that's that, speaking of that, shout out to Lewis today who's on day three of the 25k. <laughs> <laughs> he had to play the 25k because he couldn't play Bobby's. Yeah, the kid's so fucking good, man. Like he sits with 100 big blinds and doesn't give away one goddamn penny. Like enjoy that's your That's why you play tournaments. I hope you win the fucking thing for 1.7 or whatever. He and Mike, is. baby. Pray for bro. Pray for bro. <laughs> He's taking my bit, but I'll let you have it. Good luck to everybody who's still out there. Uh, I guess good luck to everybody who's grinding the gladiator. It seems like the next few days are basically off for no limit players from there the is a 3k six max at the win good luck to you in that young man i'll probably do that after i go back you will probably do that yeah i also need to go home because i forgot my book bag so we're gonna get out of here i am going to get my shit together and head back to the bellagio and clock in we'll be back tomorrow 10 30 a.m another giveaway friday for anybody out there who's a member we are going to be giving away our tag team seats for one Conrad Simpson and Landon Tice. Mm. Be sure to join us tomorrow, 10.30 a.m. 
come loaded with Conrad and Landon trivia. We'll also be giving away uh, some more WPT SummerSlam seats. Click that link in the description below. Use up sign up code Berkey. Get upwards of a $1,200 deposit bonus uh, if you guys are in a qualifying territory. Feels like favoritism that is promo code Berkey. It does, but that's okay. Until then, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace. Peace.